This is Pat Soundbites Unplugged. Unplugged, the podcast where all the artists go to tell it as it is. Careers, music, tours, and more. And here's your host, the man that refuses to eat squid, Pat Calamari. Hey, hey, Pat Calamari here. Welcome to another edition of Pat's Soundbites Unplugged podcast. Keeping new music alive on the radio, on video, on the Zooms, all that good stuff. Another great show, one of my favorite bands. I am honored to have bassist, one of the founding members of the great band Nickelback, Mike Kroger, who I had on a Zoom last week. And if you have not heard, Nickelback got a new album out called Keep Rolling. Their first album since 2017 from Feed the Machine, but they're back with Vengeance and have released two singles already, San Quentin and Those Days. I had a great opportunity to talk to Mike, covered a lot of ground. They got a few shows coming up, uh, three shows actually in the East Coast, uh, Toronto, one in New Jersey, and one in Foxwoods in Connecticut. Um, Great songs. I mean, we talk about what took so long, um, these current songs, the artwork, the band, you name it, we cover it. And as always, you can follow me on all my social media platforms, especially YouTube, Instagram, Twitter. Hit those like buttons, hit the subscribe buttons and share, as well as Nickelback. The album officially comes out on Friday, November 18th. It's on PMG uh, Records, so you can prescribe. Uh, prescribe. You can pre-order and get a autographed t- get a T-shirt, get a CD, get the vinyl. Can't wait to go to see these guys live again. It's been so long, and I'm really looking forward to it. But had a great chat with Mike. Got a, he had a little head cold, but uh, he took the time out for me, and I am flattered and honored. So as always, sit back, crank it up. Hit the button, hit the share button, and tell all your friends Nickelback is back and pre-order this album. Live, love, and laugh a lot, my friends, because life is way too short. Here's Mike from Nickelback. Hey, this is Mike from Nickelback, and you're listening to Pat Soundbite's Unplugged Podcast. Hey, live on Pat Soundbite's Unplugged Podcast. Keeping new music alive on the radio and on video, and man... I've been smiling for quite a while now, like probably since September, early September, as you see one of my all-time favorite bands. And if you follow me, you know I play a lot of Nickelback, and they got their 10th studio album coming out on November 18th, Friday, BMG. Um, get rolling. And let me tell you, man, they have rolled. I know we've missed them. I got Mike on the on deck circle, bringing him in in a few seconds here to talk about this great album called get rolling. And they are steamrolling. This is a kick ass rock, typical Nickelback. Get out of the way in your face. Great riffs, great lyrics, all of it. But as you know, what I always like to do is I play the video because we're going to soon be launching Squid TV, Pat Calamari, of course, and we're going to focus on the videos as well as the songs on the radio. And with that said, 
I'm going to play their second single. If you didn't see the first single, it's called San Quentin, which is a really kick your ass, get in your face. And the second one is really cool. It's called Those Days. And I mean, when you watch the video, I mean, it brings me back when I had black hair and had an Atari and had all those features, all those items that are featured in the video uh, that you're going to see in two seconds as I bring it on up. So just bear with me a second. And uh, you can pre-order the album right now, as I have done already. You can go to Nickelback.com for that. And now let's rock some Nickelback and those days. Right here on Pat Soundbites. Remember when the streetlights came on and we had to be home. Remember when Elm Street came on, couldn't watch it alone. Remember every prank we made at Star 69. Remember trying to hit 88 to go back in time. Remember when they played Purple Rain to a first slow dance. Remember when we thought that first base was just holding hands. Those days come back in the dead of night. Those days that felt like another life. Turning up the stereo And playing everywhere we go And so did everyone we know In those days Everybody got to fall in love With every movie made for us God, I couldn't get enough of those days Alright, there's a taste of those days And man, don't we remember those days Time to bring in my man, Mike, back into the mix. Yes, sir. Where are you, brother Mike? <clears throat> How you doing? I don't see you now. I oh, you want to see me? Oh, yeah. There no, go. I got to bring you back. There, there you are. Ah, yeah. <laughs> my goodness, it. Mike. Great album. Great to see you. Thanks for your time. Those days when you Thank had you. hair and mine was freaking jet black. <laughs> remember hair yeah we we didn't <laughs> we didn't maybe that that was one of the lyrics that didn't make the cut is remember when mike had hair yeah <laughs> <laughs> well congratulations 10 studio album it took a little bit but you know what the nickelback hardcore fans like myself you know we're just sitting back and waiting for you to kick that door down which you guys have the album comes out on friday the 18th and of course uh i've been blessed courtesy of you to uh listen to this album and it is a typical nickelback in your face great lyrics great riffs uh great rhythm with uh, you and danny i mean uh I, I know the fans will love it uh we just featured it all those days uh single number two and hopefully everybody uh went to san quentin with chad and company and uh <laughs> hit that don't forget to go to nickelback and hit the youtube hit the like button and share it and again pre-order wow mike well i don't have to ask you you know i know i've read enough about it that everybody's like where have they been but you know it's almost 30 years my goodness when you guys uh first started and 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 the success that you guys have had you know what when you're ready to put something out you're ready to put something out the days of being rushed the label the this one or that one you know what 
look, we 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 have been so successful. We're going to do it during our time. And obviously, I think a lot of people took advantage of this whole COVID pandemic. So enough of me yapping around. Taught me the story about getting rolling and uh, about getting ready and put, putting a new album out and the excitement behind it. I know you're extremely excited about it. So go ahead, Mike, take over. Well, there's, there is a little bit of a story, um, and that is that uh, at the end of the Feed the Machine tour, we um, the last show that we played on the Feed the Machine tour was um, Rock and Rio in uh, Rio de Janeiro, Brazil. It was a fantastic show. We played, um, the, the night that we played on was uh, just so perfect because we played with uh, um, Imagine Dragons and Muse. Oh my God, what a night. Uh-huh. Uh, just, just an incredible night uh, to be included. And, and then, um, you know, at that point there was no, you know, there, there was there was murmurs about you know some kind of mystery uh, mystery illness that was going around, but there was nothing really serious uh, that, that was you know happening. You know, the, I remember my my son got really sick around that time, and and he went to the doctor, and they said, oh, we don't know what it is, but it's not the flu. And he said, oh, okay, so that, that you know, so there was this this mystery, uh, and then uh, um, we came home, and what we were planning was we were going to go on tour to celebrate the 15th anniversary. Of all the right reasons, that was that was what uh, we were. Get, we we had a tour booked in the United States and Canada. We were going to tour it, and we were just going to go out there and play all the right reasons from the beginning to the very end. And it quickly became apparent that wasn't going to happen. <laughs> you know, that wasn't going to happen in 2020 um, because nobody was going on tour because nobody was going to concerts all of a sudden. And uh, then we, um, you know, we saw a lot of people. In, in in other bands, you know, our 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 um, uh, our, our, our uh, contemporaries or, or whatever you call it, our peers, were just taking our uh, they they were taking their tour dates and just basically shifting them a year ahead. So right. they said, "Oh, we got a summer tour in 2020, but we're not going to do it, so we'll just move it all to 2021." And we watched that and we thought that was an interesting idea, but it kind of looked to us like they were just kind of holding everybody's money and as it kind of started to develop more and more and as, as time went on it became really clear to us that that our fans you know we weren't gonna we didn't know when we were gonna play for them and we wanted them to have their money back to use it for what they needed it to use it for and so instead of rescheduling or postponing or whatever you call it we just decided to cancel everything pull everything down and we just watched and after about a year passed of you know everybody sitting in their homes, uh, we kind of realized that the ship had kind of sailed on you know touring the All the Right Reasons album and celebrating that. So we decided it was time to make new music. We just didn't know when we were going to get to do it. You know, fast forward through to about you know um, this time, uh, maybe a little earlier, September of last year. Um, we started to make music and started, you know, Chad started to go back in the, into the archives and, and find um, song bits that, that uh, we had saved from previous things and just started, uh, you know, as they say, in earnest, um, you know, assembling music and, and writing new stuff. And, and um, he moved our producer, Chris Basebrood, into his, uh, his home compound. So um, uh, Chris was there for work every day. It, you know, it's a, the, the luxury 
of of moving in with Chad it was something that we couldn't all do, uh, and and, and uh, so we were kind of precluded from gathering in any way anyhow and i live in the united states i live in los angeles but all the other guys live in the vancouver area but we might as well have lived on other planets because we weren't really allowed to you know um, to gather uh, unless you go through a quarantine period so to go and to record for a day effectively means a month because you got a quarantine two weeks on the way in and two weeks oh, on the boy. way out which was uh very Insane. unreasonable yeah so we largely this album was created by chad with the help of chris baseford our producer and um they together picked through this thing and and uh and got what you hear today thank goodness and i i, I was i was not uncomfortable with that at all i, I trust these guys 100 percent. and then thankfully <clears throat> when it came time for the drums to be played and for the bass to be played the, the borders were open and I could I could travel up there you know to, to, to play Come my on. stuff and, yeah man I had to get up there and get to work and you know and, and uh, we got up to Canada suited up and, and did the thing a couple of times and and, uh, and what you got is, is is what you hear and we're you know it's been a real roller coaster ride and I guess we'll celebrate all the right reasons you know when we come around to the 20 year anniversary I suppose I guess. Yeah, and I mean, it, it. you know, I'm not a musician, Mike, but it's got a, you know, I'm sure they were sending you tracks here or there, but to get everybody together in a room, that's where the magic happens, where you can say, yeah. hey, let's try this, let's try that. That's what I always think. It's got to be so, I mean, yeah, the technology is great, sending tracks back and forth through anywhere in the world. Hey, Mike, throw a track on this, but it's not the same, right? It's got to be. It's, it's not the same. No. Yeah, you're right. There, there's nothing like being in the room together, and and and, and honestly, that's how you know that's how we started this whole thing was getting in a room and playing music together, or, or getting on a stage and playing together, and you know that that's just that's just who we are. So we're really um, we're really looking forward to getting out there and playing some shows. Oh my God! Three shows you got coming to the East Coast at uh, November fifteenth in Toronto, November eighteenth, Starland Ballroom in Jersey, and November twentieth in Foxwoods. I believe most of them, or if not all of them, are sold out, which doesn't surprise me one bit. Um, I love, I mean, little skinny little Missy. I love a Vegas Bomb. Tidal Wave kind of took me. I was like, you guys uh, are, you know, playing around, doing little things here and there. Um, was yeah. that done on purpose? I mean, it just got a little bit different. Did I catch something? I, I really yes I really I really enjoyed speaking with you because you pay attention and you do your homework and you um you're absolutely right tidal wave in particular that's funny you should bring that up tidal wave in particular was very much a sound and style departure for us it's a, it's a it's an approach we've never taken before um which is you know we when we were kind of putting it together and you know different things different ideas and I remember it, it was when it was time to play the bass that <clears throat> this song could still sound a whole bunch of different ways. And, you know, when we were, in, I was in there and I was just kind of running the track and Chad was in there. I like to have him in there just for feedback and, you know, to, to help me know if I'm going in the right direction or in the wrong direction. And, and, and I was in there and I was kind of, musically kind of stumbling around and trying to you know a lot of times that's where happy accidents accidents come from is you just get in there and you just just play along with it and just see what happens and at some point he said think like think and play bass like sting and i was like oh 
I, I can, yeah, I can think and play bass like Sting. I, I, I'm very well aware of his his approach to things, and and then that's what kind of what you hear in, and, and that's kind of that sort of bit of direction from Chad changed everything about how I approached the the song, and it also changed the way the song sounds a lot. You know, and, and and I really enjoy where it ended up and and just how different that is. And, you know, you and I have heard the song. I'm sure most people that are watching this prior to the release of the album have not. Uh, but I, I hope everybody hears, hears it the way we hear it. I think they're going to open up their eyes and ears and go, holy crap, Mike. I'm like, whoa, where was this hiding? Well, I remember, I, I think it was, um, I know we when we talked with Eric the trainer, I remember you were talking about, man, let's do a whole Slayer cover album. You know, let's yeah. just do stuff. <laughs> let's make it really a heavy metal, you know, and really f- fuck around, excuse my language, fuck around with the people compared to yeah. the typical, you know, uh, rock star and, you know, all that stuff. But, no, nah, I like, you know, look, to me, there's no more genres. I think the more creative that you guys are, the more boundaries that you knock down, it just opens the door even more. I mean, you see any more i feel like i'm interviewing musicians that are like now an all-star band you know it's like you going with i don't know lover boy or you know whoever just to try to do something different but and i and i i get all that but i think this album's really gonna uh i talked about selling 50 million albums well there's gonna be a few more million when uh this finally <laughs> comes out i love the album i love the artwork on the album cover yeah. like oh, yeah. That brings yeah. you back, you know, when you see that van, and I think of California, and I think of, it brought me back to, like, those days, when you think of that yeah. song. Yeah. Is that yeah. somewhat of the concept of the artwork? Kind of a little bit, you know, the, the part of the, you know, there's, there, there's a number, because when I first saw the van idea, and, and Chad has really been driving this van idea, uh, when I first saw it, I was pretty confused. Uh, to be honest with you, I didn't understand, you know, what does a van have to do with, you know, anything, you know, Nickelback related, really, how, you know, what's the, what's the connection here? What's the hit? And, uh, you know, as I've spent time kind of thinking about it, I kind of realized a whole bunch of stuff. And, you know, number one, that cover art that we have is, you know, for anybody that's paying attention, our previous cover art has all been rather dark and serious in tone, you know, just this visually. Yeah. They're all just you know, really kind of serious and dark. And, and this one is much lighter, uh, much, kind it, it of comical, kind of, yeah. you know, humorous. Well, yeah. yeah. It's in that kind of that, that, um, I don't know if, it, it, you know, if you're ever a, a skateboarder, but, um, there, there was a, an art, sort of style the rat fink style i don't know if you're aware of rat fink but uh, it's clearly there there's there's an obvious kind of influence there that from from those days uh when you know we were on the on the skateboards and on the bmx bikes and the ramps and stuff and and that you know there there's a little bit of that that influence in in here and and you know the other thing that i realized was is vans of been a really important part of my life you know we 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 very much lived out of the back of a van for a lot of years um and and that was how we took ourselves across north america was was driving a van ourselves uh, you know usually in the dead of winter because i guess we just can't get enough uh punishment but uh you know it, we 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 lived in those things so it, it's sort of like yeah it's a combination between you know fun 
and harkening back to the old days and and also um the, the other thing is is that it's time for us to get back in the van you know it's time for us to get back on the road and, and get out there and see our people and that's where the i would think that's where the title came right get rolling here we go we're coming back fasten your seatbelts uh everywhere throughout the world yeah no i thought it was really cool it brought me to the beach it brought me as you said skateboarding it was it's very um loose and light compared to the dark end of uh you know you mentioned we were talking uh i mentioned dark horse you had mutt lang as a producer and uh yeah how how cool is that? What was that experience like? That um, working with Mutch was was really cool because he's a uh, he's he's definitely um, I can't say I know anybody like Mutch in the world. There's um, only one uh, of this guy, and uh, he's a really really special person, and he is he's. A, he's fearlessly creative and fearlessly experimental, and it was really cool to work with a producer that has so much confidence they'll try anything and give anything a chance and give anything a try and you know it was it was the mentality of we're not going anywhere until this thing is correct and finished you know and 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 we're all going to go in that room and we're going to work in there every day until we get uh, you know the best Nickelback album we can get. Hey, I mean, that's the guy I want. I want a perfectionist. I want somebody to say, no, Mike, try this. You're doing it wrong. Oh, yeah. Maybe do that. We, that, we had plenty you know, of nobody's that. Ever, nobody's ever not maybe used the word challenged you or challenged the guy. No, Chad, sing it this way. Or like, holy crap. And you look at his resume. How do you go, nah, you don't know what the hell you're talking about. Uh, you, know, you look well, at all the yeah. gold albums and go, yeah, yeah, now we can cross that off the bucket list. We had money. Yeah, so. yeah. We we it was it was like going to this you know the University of Rock and Roll really for for making albums because we um it was funny because we've all been really fans of Mutt's work you know over the years we've we've all um paid attention to the the albums that he's made and we're fans of a lot of those albums you know especially the the, the acdc records the def leppard records the the brian adams records you know the, these are things that we've listened to our whole lives and and kind of taken and, and dissected and really kind of really cut into and 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 looked at the guts and said oh this is how you how you do that um you know th- this this makes sense uh you know when you do these things it creates this mood or this feeling and and it was funny because there was a couple of techniques that you know Mutz would would bring to the table, and you know we would say yeah we 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 know <laughs> we we've been we, we we recognize that move you know from from <laughs> we've been watching albums. you for a while yeah, this ain't our yeah. first rodeo well, yeah we, we stole that one you know three albums ago <laughs> <laughs> you know and there's some of those that we had detected. Uh, on her own, but there was others where he he would just come with these ideas and just say, hey, "Listen, this is what you do to you know create this kind of a feeling." I don't want to I don't want to tell the stories, Pat. Right. I got to keep them secret still. But uh, you know, there's certain things that he had us do, especially vocally. You know, the, where it was just like, "Oh wow," you know, just <laughs> you know things that you 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 don't just know. You know, they don't teach in school. Right. You, you just got to make a lot of great records 
to know and work with a lot of great singers and musicians to know how to do this stuff and and he has he has that background just incredible. I mean, you would you would think i mean that to have a skill set and a and a resume that he has that he's got it down to a science that you know he could bring out the best he, he knows he doesn't take away what you're what you're looking to do with the music but he just it puts another ingredient make sure that the cherry's on top no matter what and, and and like you said and like you said and this is key um all the great producers do it challenge they squeeze more they 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 they, they work hard enough to get a better performance out of you than anybody else has gotten out of you and and, and get the best performance out of everybody um you know that that's how you're going to make the best record and you know it can come with a little bit of pulling your hair out as you can oh, see yeah. I, i've pulled all my hair out you, know. <laughs> you did a much. good job too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah I, I got them all but uh, that that is um you know that that's the one thing that we've really learned is if you don't leave sort of uh, some of your sanity behind you, you probably haven't dug deep enough you know, and, and we've all gone a little crazy on on uh, on some of our albums for sure. I mean, but when you want the best, you get the best. So there you go. I gotta ask you, just Chad to me just doesn't get enough credit and recognition for his songwriting. Not that it maybe it's just him, but oh my goodness, where he comes up with these ideas. I mean, you know, I I always ask artists, is songwriting therapeutic? I use that word. Is it a chance yeah. to express things that you've experienced? You know, whether it's a bad yeah. relationship, a good relationship. If you've been in Canada driving through the, you know, the mountains or in, uh, down the beach in Malibu, you know, and it's a way to express. But where he comes up, but I mean, animal. I mean, I love animal, but I could visualize animal. You know, I'm a lyric guy. I, I want to close my eyes and go what's the story how i'm right. interpreting might not be how you guys interpret it but that right. to, to me i don't think he just gets enough uh, credit for what he does well he's uh i mean he's how do you he's explain the, him <laughs> I, I i i well i think he's one of the great rock songwriters of our time no doubt um, uh you know i think he he belongs in the conversation of the greats uh, of this moment in history and, and of the last 20 years um you know and, and and it's okay you know history will be the ultimate judge and and it's all right it, it, we we never got into this thing <clears throat> for uh, uh accolades of uh, our contemporaries or communities or or, or or you know award shows or any kind of stuff like that that's never really been the, the motivator for us you know to oh we just got to get out there and win a grammy like leaves you know they, they, again this is another this is another opinion right you know our art is an opinion uh we create opinions to put out there and then people have their own opinions about that you know and 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 like you say some people or every person i think um in interprets a song in a different way and i think that that's that's kind of the magic of it, it you know yeah you can throw the same song at 10 different people and you might get 10 different answers about you know what is it about to them what does it mean to them what does it make them feel and, you know that, that i think that's the greater part about music absolutely i mean it, it, i can just see the whole story i i hear you 100 percent. it's always for you guys to me it's nickel i think in nickelback it's always about the songs it's always about the product and you know what you're going to get and 
How, you know what? I've read Nickelback. Well, it's post-grunge. It's pop rock. It's metal. It's alternative. How would you describe it, Mike? Uh, carefully. <laughs> uh, just, just only because um, I, I think that Nickelback does a lot of things. Now, if one is to only hear the Nickelback songs that are on the radio, you could very easily just say, oh, well, Nickelback's a radio rock band. You know, they only play the ballads and the love songs. Um, but the truth but that you know, true. yeah, the truth you know is, is that if you take any Nickelback album and just you don't even have to listen to every song all the way through, but just listen to every song. And you'll realize that it isn't just one thing. You know, we have a number of different languages that we speak. We have a number of different paintbrushes that we paint with. And. It, it, we're not just one thing and we're we're actually quite a lot of things and we don't we've never felt comfortable just living in one style of music now i like that the the radio plays one style that we do yes it does and and, and that is really great because we reach a lot of people who we wouldn't otherwise otherwise reach but we're also a hard rock band we can be a heavy metal band sometimes we can yeah. you know we can pair up with a rapper like we did with flow rider we can you know we can do uh, almost it is charlie daniels the devil went down in georgia yes. whoever thought that was gonna pop out <laughs> Yeah, and and that you know really there, there's a there's a a short story of that one, and we had well Chad had gone into the studio and just thrown that down quickly years and years ago, just little bits of it. It wasn't even finished, and he had our friend Dave Martone uh, come and you know just Dave is probably one of the most um, incredible guitar players that we know. He he's one of a number of good friends that we have that, that, you know, are just some of the best, you know, and, um, and it just basically told Dave, like, Hey man, listen to this track. And he goes, Oh, I, I, you know, I love devil went down to Georgia. And he was basically just get, told, just go as hard as you want. Just play for the absurd. Just take and, it off. And, go and he, it. and he, he did, he, he, uh, he completely took the gloves off and, and um, he ran that thing hard, and and uh, and what you hear is is uh, yeah, Nickelback playing sort of uh, the devil went down to Georgia in Nickelback fashion, uh, and our man Dave just shredding the you know the tits off the guitar, unbelievable, just uh, what a what a great player, and we actually were lucky because when we finished this, we actually sent it to Charlie uh for his approval and uh and we got it he he listened to it he said he liked it i don't know if he was telling the truth but <laughs> he, he did approve it and, and you know he said he said he he was he was behind it 100 percent coming out so we had the man's approval and then sadly between then and the release uh he, he, he passed on um um, so we that that was a uh, more of a sad day but it was nice to get his stamp of approval before we went out with it yeah, it's a home run if somebody says hey you want to it doesn't matter what comes out of it there's no such thing as bad publicity even with the, the haters or the oh everybody hates nickelback you can say all you want thank you for keep talking bringing up our name i really appreciate that yeah you know they, it's like uh frank sinatra said it it doesn't matter what they say about you as long as they spell your name right <laughs> exactly well you gotta be you guys gotta be really excited to hit the stage uh but i guess it's been a while i'm sure it's 
it's going to be a little bit emotional. Yeah. I know what I, it was like for me just to be in an office and go, am I ever going to go to another live show again? Am I ever going to no see, go to a meet and greet and hang out with a band? I'm like, yeah. you know, we're blessed until it's taken away. Then you go, holy yeah. crap. But for an yeah. artist, I know what it was like to go to my first show and I'm like, holy shit. Um, I, I, it was locally here, I'm, where, I'm, where I live, we have Daryl Hall's house. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Daryl's house. So yeah. I walk in the door and I'm hugging the sound guy, high fiving the bar, the bartenders. I'm like, it was like coming. It's like an, oh, like oh my god, we're free, to, free, and we're gonna hear live music. Holy shit! But for an yeah, artist, it's got to be incredible well, to get on stage and just see the place erupt and uh, be able to play some of these tracks. I'm sure that's on the set list. I would hope so. Of, yes. Uh, get rolling and uh, having everybody uh, have a great time. Shoot the t-shirts and uh, sing back to you. Yeah, really looking forward to getting out there and playing for the people. You know, it's um <clears throat> these these gigs are uh they are rather small. You know, they sold out in 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 minutes, um, the, which was really nice uh, to to see our our people. Um, you know, uh, uh, being really excited to see us play again. Uh, that was that was really nice, and it's going to be because it's small. It's going to be. You know, an elite core yeah, of of the most fervent and the and the most um the most loving fans. I think uh, the, the ones, the, the, at least we can say they'll be the fastest ones <laughs> because they, they were able to get you know get the tickets faster than everybody else because there just simply wasn't enough of them available and 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 that was by design. We wanted to be small, special. Is there a plan? I got to ask you, Mike. Is there a plan to after you get done with these three shows? down the, the line to, you know, okay, now we're going to, now we're going to go for it and take it, uh, you know, whether it starts in Canada or the States. Oh whatever. yeah. Oh yeah. 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 That's, um, we're, we're just, uh, we're just finishing, uh, the, uh, the planning and the routing for, for a tour for next summer, starting in June. I believe we're going to start in Quebec somewhere in June and then make our way across North America. Excellent. Well, I've taken enough of your time today. I am, I am honored. I can't get the smile off my face. It's called Get Rolling. It's your 10th studio album, and I'm telling you, they're going to sell a bunch of more millions. You're going to love listening to the whole album. I love the flow of the album, Mike. I really love how the tracks are lined up, and it keeps you going, because I listen to it now probably three or four times and going. I like that. I don't like to, you know, it's like that five in-your-face thing, and then you go to a ballad. It, it keeps you going, which I yeah. think is important. When, when oh, that for somebody like me we've already played uh, San Quentin I'm keeping your music alive and uh, throwing on those days so it's all it's all good stuff uh, anything else I could help to promote for you my friend are you working yeah. on a book are you, <laughs> are you teaching bass killer bass lines uh, <laughs> no I mean you know really um, I'm just so happy that you know it looks like the world is ready for new Nickelback music and and a new Nickelback tour, and we're just really excited to just get out there and 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 get in front of our people again. So excited! I, I can't wait because I need a new T-shirt, but I'm not giving away my 2007 T-shirt. I can tell you that. Yeah, man. We'll get you one that looks like your background there. No problem. <laughs> I love it. 
Go get it today. Pre-order Nickelback.com. You're not gonna. You're gonna like cr and crank it up and check out yeah. Tidal Wave. You're gonna be calling me going, "Wow, Tidal Wave! Check this shit out. All really awesome. good." Mike, I hope you enjoyed the conversation as much as yeah, man. Of course. Thank you, Pat. It was great to talk with you. It doesn't get any better than this. Mike Kruger, Nickelback is back and they're rolling with a vengeance. Right here on Pat Soundbites. Unplugged Podcast. Go get it today.